Hello and welcome to the On-Call Consults in Less Than 10 Minute series on ENT in a Nutshell, a compliment to Hedmere's online survival guide. I'm your host, Will Tatar, and today we're joined by Dr. Greg Dion, a fellowship-trained laryngologist. In this episode, we will cover the basics of tracheostomy exchanges. Let's jump right in. Each tracheostomy chain should be approached with a well-thought-out plan and the necessary equipment to regain control of the airway in the event of complications. The first tracheostomy change is commonly done by the service that has placed the tracheostomy on postoperative days 5 through 14, depending on the institutional protocol and the patient-specific situation. An American Academy of Otolaryngology and Head and Neck Surgery consensus statement recommends that an experienced physician make the first change on days 10 through 14 for trachs placed percutaneously, but allow for surgical tracheostomies with favorable anatomy to be changed as early as three to seven days postoperatively to facilitate discharging a patient. Calling ahead to inform nursing staff, ICU teams, and respiratory therapy also makes the tracheostomy change safer and more efficient. Dr. Dion, can you give us a little background on some considerations regarding when and why to exchange a tracheostomy tube? Absolutely, Will. So first thing you want to think about is what's the big picture? Why was the patient uh, given or underwent tracheostomy? Uh, what kind of tracheostomy was performed, be it percutaneous or in the operating room? Who did the procedure? What's the patient's overall health status? What is their current ventilator requirements, et cetera? And secondly, what, what are the major goals? So will the patient be returning to the OR, which would necessitate probably leaving a cuffed trach? Are you worrying about managing secretions where you're going to think about a larger inner cannula? Are we trying to wean the patient in which you're talking about a tight to shaft or a cuffless or downsizing the trach? And in those cases, you want to make sure that you're actually comparing the inner diameter and outer diameter of the trachs themselves since manufacturer numbers do vary. And can you describe some of the physical exam uh, considerations prior to you actually thinking about exchanging? Yeah, so during your consult, you're going to want to perform, as usual, a focused brief head and neck exam to look at the oral cavity, the neck, and stoma, particularly when you're looking at the neck. Like, is the patient in a seat collar? Can their neck be rotated? How much rotation can you get in the neck? Is it going to be a problem to lay the patient flat? Is there a lot of equipment in the way? And then, you know, circling back to what we were talking about before, what's their respiratory status? Uh, you know, are they requiring high ventilatory requirements? And all of those things are going to be instrumental for you making your decision to kind of proceed with uh, a tracheostomy change. And what are the supplies that you would recommend bringing um, when considering an exchange? Yeah, so when you want to do a trach exchange, you're going to start with having some help. So a nurse or respiratory therapist uh, nearby at a minimum. And then you're going to have your universal precautions, so your face mask, eye pro. You're going to have a headlight so you can see what's going on. You're going to have an appropriate tracheostomy tube and then usually one size smaller so that you can make sure you can get a trach in. You're going to have some lube, a suture removal kit, uh, a 10 ml syringe, and then you're going to want some suction, both the inline flexible suction and a yank hour tip. You're going to want either a trach spreader or nasal speculum and then some form of retractors such as, you know, Army Navies or Krykoke. And then you're going to want trach ties to put in afterwards. And then finally, uh, a flexible endoscope would be ideal for performing a trach change. Okay. And then what are the steps that you actually um, kind of follow when doing an exchange? So when you're finally ready to perform the trach change and you have all the supplies and your support and you've let your senior resident other knows the plan, so you have you know help around, you're going to start with taking a pad of some sort, either a Shux or an ABD pad, and you're going to place that on the, the patient's chest and lay out the following items. So you're going to put your trach tubes there, of which you're going to test the balloon. If you're putting a cuffed balloon in, you're going to make sure that that's lubricated, and you're going to take out the inner cannula and put the obturator inside to put it there. 
uh, smoothly and quickly. You're going to have your 10 ml syringe nearby, your nasal speculum, and then you're going to prep your scope. So you're going to put some antifog on the scope and put it towards the foot of the bed for easy access. Uh, you might you may actually begin by putting that scope through there uh, to see what's going on. But you're going to use a flexible suction to clear the airway before the change uh, to get out as much secretions as possible. You're going to get the patient as flat as possible on the bed. So you're going to flatten the bed, remove pillows, extend the neck if possible. A lot of times there's a lot of equipment, which makes this challenging. So, you know, ideally you could slide a shoulder bump in, but that can be very challenging in some of these patients with lots of lines and tubes coming out. And then while you have a uh, assistant, either a colleague or the nurse respiratory therapist hold the tracheostomy in place, you're going to cut the sutures that are securing the tracheostomy tube to the skin. And then you're going to carefully remove the tracheostomy tire collar uh, while you're still holding on to the trach. And then um, in regardless of the patient's uh, apparent mental status, you're going to let the patient know verbally what you're planning to do next, which is change the trach. So you're going to deflate the balloon. Um, and at this point, the patient might begin to cough as any of those secretions that have kind of settled on top of the cuff drain in and hit the carina and stimulate the cough reflex. Um, you're going to use your respiratory therapist support to disconnect the patient from the vent when the time comes. And then this is where you might need to, you know, move smoothly. I, I don't like the word quickly, but smoothly uh, if the patient has high ventilatory requirements. So you'll disconnect, pull a tracheostomy tube out, use your headlight and nasal speculum to get a good view of the tracheostomy tube, track, and make sure you clear any secretions. Then you're going to place a new tracheostomy tube into position. And then while holding it with one hand, remove the obturator with the other, place the inner cannula, inflate the new balloon if you're using a cuffed trach, and then you're going to reconnect the ventilator. If you're having a hard time visualizing this, this is where the use of the retractors to find the track is really important so you don't end up accidentally putting the trach in a false passage. In complicated scenarios, you can certainly use the fiber optic scope through the new tracheostomy to go in as well. Or you could actually put a bougie through the initial trach when you started and slide the initial trach out through a bougie and slide a new trach in over through the bougie um, as an alternative option. So every patient tends to react a little differently to this. Some do great. Some have a lot of choking, coughing, gasping. And so kind of talking to them through this procedure can be really helpful. After the new tracheostomy tube is in place, you want to confirm placement uh, with your scope if you have it and that way you can make sure you're in the right spot and you can verify in the vent what it's reading then you want to put a new trach collar around the neck and after this is placed in relatively tight so about two fingers under the collar then you can then take your hand off the trach so if the new trach tube is a different size or type than their initial trach tube it could be irritating and cause coughing which is not uncommon so you just want to make sure the patient's moving air adequately at the end of the procedure Great. And then do you have any like pro tips that you'd like to pass on? Yeah. So your pro tip is don't be a hero. So you always want to have a second set of hands around. That's going to help you a lot. And it's really important um, to be familiar with the trach tube you're using. So if you haven't seen a metal trach tube or a brand you haven't used, it's really important to research that first. Um, those are super important. And then as always, what we do in medicine is make sure you document what you did. So the next our respiratory therapist or surgical team will know what kind of trach is in there so that everyone has good, clear communication. And then can you review some of the basic characteristics of the commonly available tracheostomy tubes, at least at U.S. institutions? Yeah. So in the U.S., there's probably four most common ones. So well, Shiley, Bavona, Portex, and the Jackson, which are the metal trachs. There's a lot of options in each, but by and large, Shiley's are more rigid, come in 
XLT, both proximal and distal to help, you know, different anatomies. The Bavonas uh, tend to be more flexible. You can get custom length and uh, a lot of people like them because they tend to cause less irritation. Uh, Portex kind of fit in between both Shiley and Bavona offering similar features. And finally, uh, the Jackson of the metal, the metal trachs. And it's just important to double check uh, the actual dimensions because the sizing doesn't match across all trach tubes. Great. And can you tell us a little bit about the disposition and counseling of these patients at discharge? Yeah, so most institutions nowadays um, have or are having developed trach training so that everyone gets tracheostomy education, which would be uh, stomal and tube maintenance, how to use the obturator, how to remove it, how to deal with a cuff. Um, and it's really important to get them scheduled for a follow-up with their otolaryngologist to ensure that they have the correct support for their tracheostomy needs. Great. So that concludes our episode on tracheostomy exchanges. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Dion. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. 